Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagara, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, our intro will be a little bit different. When I asked our guest, Farah Ishmael, to describe herself, she pulled out what she called her document and gave me a truly profound answer. I immediately knew there would be no better introduction for her than the one she gives herself. Listen as she describes not what she does, but who she is being. A traveler I am, a navigator. Every day I discover a new region of my soul. I am power and I positively impact everyone. I'm grace, I'm courage. I am fully anchored in my enoughness. Mm. I renew myself every day, powerfully without fail. I choose to be me and that's where my power lies. I create from the unknown and I am unlimited beyond measure. Nobody is worthy of my judgment, especially me, and everybody is worthy of my love and respect. I make no distinction between my work and my life. I am creating and reinventing things that were previously not possible. I am the best mum to my daughter, Sama. I love and appreciate everything about my daughter, especially when she is pure loving generosity and I just believe that I'm here to serve. I have no complaints. I take nothing personal and everything is learning. I am a miracle and I create miracles with grace and care. I listen from the core of my heart and I am unhurried. What I am is free with my spaciousness that I create every day. I am a student of life and My parents called me Farah, which means freedom and happiness. That is truly amazing. You know yourself inside and out, mind, body, spirit. How did you get to the space and place where you could even write that and know yourself so well? I think it is that transformation of uh, expanding who you're being. It's not what you're doing. It's who you're being in this world. And uh, that's really what has got me closer to really discovering parts of me that I hadn't seen. And of course, the biggest work is looking at how you judge yourself. So that document comes from going through a process of looking at all my judgments and then forgiving myself and seeing what's the truth in all that and then living from that space. So it's a very deep process. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that helped you along that process? Two years ago, I um, experienced a community, a coach, and a book that uh, transformed my life. It's called The Ultimate Coach by Amy Hardison. The book is about Steve Hardison, and, uh, but the book you read about yourself. There's a way to read the book. And as I started reading, it was like an autobiography. It was mine. But I would say that some of the questions that wake me and keep me up are, who would I need to be 
to create a level of confidence that's remarkable. Who would I need to be to be a more effective parent? Who would I need to be to be a more loving person? Who would I need to be to be fully in love with myself and my life? Who would I need to be to live the most extraordinary life I can live? Each of these questions take you to spaces that you uncover of yourself. How did you discover this book? How did you give yourself the time to delve into it? And I'm asking because obviously on this podcast called Courage in Action, we talk about courage a lot. And a lot of people associate courage with doing something bold externally. Like you're afraid of something and you do it anyway or some adventure you're going on. But it actually takes a lot of courage to dive deep and examine the truths within yourself. How did all of that come together for you? When you talk about courage, I think about, you know, where I was courageous in my life. If I look back, you know, I can think of many moments in my life where I was completely stuck. And Mm -hmm. I stayed stuck for a long time because I felt like I didn't have the power to make that change. Obviously, if I was stuck, uh, you know, for so long, uh, there must have been a lot of fear of many things. But to do it anyway, it means I didn't get rid of the fear. The fear, I, you know, I always say, you know, my, the, my fear, I know it. It's very, very smart. Sometimes it's stealthy. But I just <laughs> say, hey, you know what? Sit in the backseat of my car. You're not driving today. And right. so a lot of decisions I have started making uh, have been uh, in spite of fear. And I must share this. I used to call myself fearless para. <laughs> very, very proud, very proud. I'm fearless. Mm. Then realize that, hey, no, it's no. not true. I, I just fear less. I don't, I'm not fearless. So I would say that the journey, it's a quest. I'm always learning. We're all evolving. And I think yeah. what has really, really been impactful for me is allowing. You know, you allow faith to open the door, you know, when yeah. death knocks. So yeah. for me, I think there was a lot of that which I was building, that faith in my intuition, my decisions in myself. And that's where I really got anchored in my enoughness. Uh, The book is a recent thing, but I must say that my whole, my journey has been uh, a lot of other ways in which I have rebuilt my life from scratch and um, been on this journey of looking within. And that's the inside out, out approach is powerful. There's so many things that you talked about there that I want to dive into, but one in particular, you talk about faith in yourself. And I think we generally associate that with self-confidence, self-worth, self-trust, but I have not heard anyone talk about it in terms of faith in yourself. Could you tell us a little bit more about that and how did you build that? How did I build that? I have to give credit to my parents. I grew Mm -hmm. up in this beautiful, like a tough upbringing. I mean, we had very little, but I was allowed to dream. When I say faith in yourself, it's like, yeah, go ahead and try it. So that's one one piece of it. So I would like Mm -hmm. to say that and acknowledge my amazing parents for that. And the other is the lens with which I grew up, uh, with the way I look at everything. A lot of ways in which I've dealt with my toughest moments have also been uh, believing that uh, everything is a gift and an opportunity. In the toughest moments, I've had a lot of uh, life-changing experiences 
And I remember in those moments, there was so much grace of just accepting and believing that there is a reason for it and faith in what's happening for me, the faith of uh, how I'm going to rise up. And so it's very hard to shake me, um, but I've built that with um, knowledge. You know, I say the three E's, education, experience, and exposure. And so how did I build a, a faith in myself? I would say this is like a lifelong uh, learning journey and I just welcome it. And so I would say those are a couple of, couple of things that have really shaped who I'm being today. Amazing. So it is very much a build, even if you don't have that kind of foundation that, that you did. Yeah. The other thing that you talked about that was really interesting was how you deal with fear. So I love that you changed fearless Farah to understanding fear more because you can't actually eliminate fear. And a lot of times fear is there in, from an evolutionary perspective to protect you from something. But sometimes it's working too hard to protect you so it can be detrimental and you can't move forward because you're paralyzed by it. And I love how you said you can put it in the back seat. How did you come to that realization about fear? And when you're in it, how do you ask it to go in the back seat? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, that's such a such a powerful uh, reflection. Shifting for me today as I'm building my business is to move away from the how-to questions because how-to is very easy to find and it's about want-to, right? Why do I want this, right? Why do I want to create a life where I want to be courageous? Why do I want mm. to live boldly and audaciously? And so for me, uh, that way of being really gives my goals a lot of power. And I want to say I don't do it alone. I just mm. have to say this. I have to say this because I remember when I was doing a year of Brené Brown's work uh, of really daring to lead. One of the quotes was, you're not meant to do this thing called life alone. And I've been that, you know, I've been that, like, I want to be isolated and I want to struggle after uh, some really big shifts in my life and I didn't want to take any support. And that was a hard period. And now when I look at it, that anytime I have a doubt or I am not able to move ahead, the first thing I do is I reach out to my network of support. I have some amazing communities and friends. Mm -hmm. And so I would just reach out and say, you know, I want to talk to you about this. And that's a big shift in Farah. You know, I was not that before. Yeah, those are some ways in which I am able to ask the fear to sit behind because I have others to talk to. I, I have a board of directors in, you know, around me who are the courage a courage board, you know, people who would take <laughs> me out of the, take me out of the hole if I'm stuck and yeah. if I'm feeling fearful. So, um, and yeah, I, have at least one person in your life who can be your, mm. uh, yeah, one person who will give you that compassion when you need it. I love that because a lot of times when you're in the heat of trauma, having the courage to reach out for help is quite the challenge. And I also love that you acknowledge that despite having such a an amazing and profound understanding of who you are and your worth and why you're here and the purpose of your life, 
you still have moments of doubt because that's the human experience and that's what we all go through. So I love that you talk about experimentation with life, creating and choosing to be in that space. Why did you start to experiment knowing that life is so busy, potentially you didn't have time? So I have the playfulness trait in me. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a child, okay? So I think we I all think have we all child. are. I think yeah, we all have that saying. inner child. <laughs> yeah, I would request, uh, uh, you know, anyone who's listening to this, just pull out a photograph of yours when you were four yes. or six. Keep it, yes. keep it close to you because... Uh, I have a picture of me. I was, I was sitting on this bed, and um, you know, if you, I would laugh at myself, but when I looked through those eyes, I knew that there was this little child who uh, looked at the world like this amazing, um, you know, playground. I would say that that playfulness is there for all of us, and we lose it along the way. So I'm turning fifty-eight. Fantastic! Congratulations. Thank you. And I have this this decade. I've been thinking of. What's the legacy that I want to leave uh, for my daughter in the world, etc.? It's been something which has been on my mind, and my business is all uh, is coaching and facilitation. So I work with women and with leaders across the globe to unlock courage and really reimagine their business or their lives. I used to have this thinking that my needs are limited. However, my business grows, that's okay. And, you know, I used to come from that limited thinking. And as I started experiencing the world and people who are doing some incredible stuff, and especially in coaching, I realized that I'm part of a really big movement. I am actually changing the consciousness of the planet. You know, when you enroll in a vision bigger than yourself, then automatically what you want to create is much, much bigger. That's the space I'm in right now. I'm here right now building a very prosperous ethical and a sustainable coaching and facilitation practice. And in that, that is coming from purely service, right? It's a big shift. So it's looking at how can I serve? And it's coming from a, a very different space. In that spaciousness, everything is about creation and experimenting that's such a beautiful approach to life and I think an incredible legacy and I love that you are aware that you can have this profound impact across the world each one of us are that we are here we create ripples with one other person like I've met you and I feel so offended already so that's the ripples we are creating absolutely so what would you say is the commonality across all of the cultures all over the world that you have worked with in terms of how a p- person experiences doubt and fear and that desire and that drive within them to discover who they are and to live their truest life. What have you found is that common human experience? That's such a profound question. And I'm, and I'm just thinking not across the globe like people who have touched my lives and not or who have impacted me or just inspired me I'm not yet reached there I'm just thinking of the communities I'm part of right now so if I have to think what is that common thing it's really the need to belong and the need to be unique uh, because I want to be in places where my uniqueness is 
um, respected and and I also feel like I belong. And so I'm seeing that a lot. And I'm this is just on the top of my mind because you asked me such a powerful question. There could be more to it, but I want to say that's something I feel is important that I'm noticing. I think that's a great answer to the question. You're in in the community. You're looking to belong, but also be your unique self and celebrate who you are. I think that's very human and very common across every culture. And, you know, in the world today, there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of disruption going on based, I think, on someone or one group of people thinking they are better than or more important than somebody else. How have you talked to people about that kind of ego space that humans can get into and coming out of that into that purposeful, beautiful, playful, experimental, choice-driven life? So it's almost like moving out of a comparison and a need to be better than into truly yeah. being who you are. I truly believe by living living it and not mm-hmm. teaching it. For instance, I have always dreamed of this, right? Of dreamed of being like this or being part yeah. of something like that. And so I think today I that's what I talk about. Like stop dreaming and start living your dreams and creating <laughs> it. So yeah. um, one thing that I fell into was this beautiful concept and a word that has changed everything for me, which is compersion. I don't know if you've heard this word compersion and it's part of a school that I'm part of. And the whole school is based on compersion, which is having this incredible um, joy in seeing other people successful and seeing everybody Mm. grow. And so being part of something like that, where, you know, you're lifting everybody up, and you, you can't all go up. You can't go up alone. You want everybody also to grow up. So that yeah. compulsion is a really uh, amazing space. So my wish, my aspiration is to create spaces like that, to be in spaces like that. And so I guess talking about it, creating it, being it, owning it is mm. is where I can start. And I can start with one when I thought about legacy, when I started my 50s, I've done 55. I've done nothing about this. Guess why? For me, legacy had become like this big mountain I had to climb. And I thought I had to have millions of people in my community. I had to create it. And I completely sabotaged myself by creating that thinking or that vision. Then when I had this, you know, inspiration with someone, and he is incredible, and he was talking about how his legacy is just his kids. If they they uh, are inspired by him, they'll take it on. And he said, that's it. And he's such a big, incredible, uh, inspired mentor. And then it clicked for me and I was thinking, oh my God, my legacy could be one person and that would lead to other ripples and that's all that matters. I love that you embrace life at every age. And we've talked about this a lot, especially, especially as women. Ageism starts to play a very big role, I would say. As soon as you're out of your 30s, it's suddenly this, oh my God, you're 40, that's horrible. Like this is, you know, you've got to start planning for the end. You're doomed as a woman. (laughs) And I, I love breaking that 
and that way of thinking. Could you tell us a little bit about your 40s and now you've talked about your 50s? How did you embrace life and break those boundaries down in terms of ageism? Let me just say that whoever I meet, I say I'm 21 till I die. This is how I create it. You know, by saying this, I create this. Ageism is all what you sometimes um, unconsciously you think about. And uh, I've always felt like 21. I always feel like, wow, look at me. I have so much to do. And so oh, sometimes when I'm talking to people and they think like life is over and there's very little time, I'm looking at it just the opposite. Wow, there's so much know, possibility. What else, what else can I do? You know, so yeah. I think it's that attitude. I think that's something that really helps me to live that way. There was an, a very interesting thing. A, a good friend of mine had posted uh, inviting women uh, over 40 to apply for a trek. All they had to do was write a little statement of why they should be chosen for this. Mm-hmm. You know, show your passion for it. And <laughs> me, that child in me, and even at 40, I was like, I'm going to get this. Jumping and up think, and down, ready to go. Yes. And so here I applied for it. And uh, it was so exciting because it was called MBA. And I it really hit a bell because I didn't get my MBA. So I said, let me do this MBA, which was Masters of Beginners in Adventure. And I went for this track. And believe me, it was like an MBA. You know, <laughs> I had all the difficulties possible and crazy time. But uh, yeah, it really really helped me to expand in ways that I never imagined. Everything you just said circles back to choice. You can choose to live as this free and playful and adventurous child that we all have within us. And I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day is that connection with yourself and the ability to choose. And I love that you equated life to the heartbeat because it has ups and downs and it flows and that's how life is and that's how you'll learn more and more about who you are and why you're here and I think you're in a really incredible and beautiful space where you understand that and I think it's wonderful that you are sharing that with others including on this podcast so before we wrap everything up is there anything else that you want our listeners to take away from the conversation that we've had today. One last thing. One of the things I'm creating is how can you play bigger? And Mm, playing big is just being more loyal to your dreams than to your fears. And that's the space that I'm entering. And, you know, we say think big and dream big and I want to play big. And that's the challenge that we'll put out to all of our listeners is go out there, fall in love with yourself and play big. I love it. Thank you so much. This has been an incredible conversation and I'm sure our listeners learn a lot from it. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for holding such a beautiful space. Courage in Action is dedicated to helping women move forward from difficult circumstances and create their best lives. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to like, follow, and share it on Apple, Spotify, or Podbean. We appreciate your support and thank you for listening.